0: Hey, thanks so much for downloading the episode on the show today. I had a phone call with the OG Mom Queen of the Uggs. Plus, we talk about the demise of Dress Barn and our experiences with that place. Also, the Uggs are trying to get together this summer. Will it happen? We shall see. Plus, our ugly and awkward moments of the week. Thank you so much. Enjoy the show.
1: It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie? I can't fuck him any more than I already do. Paula? I'll probably be licking his shoes. Uncensored as always, it's time for The Ugly Truth.
0: Welcome to The Ugly Truth. It is episode 374. We are sisters who podcast. Okay, so I wanted to let you know that I had been putting it off, but we have graduation coming up, a big grad party coming up. So I had to reach out to our mom to make sure that, you know, all was good because she's never missed a graduation. So Mm -hmm. she has a ticket. Anyway, so I called her. It has been, uh, been almost three weeks, I think, since I've talked to her mom.
1: Mm-hmm. which is kind of a long time. That's like, it kind of sounds like a, like an AA meeting. Hi, my name is Jamie. It's been three weeks since I've talked to my mother.
0: <laughs> Hi, Jamie. But I just, I, I never, I have to carve out a very specific amount of time because our calls are never 15 minutes. They're hour, hours. Yes. <laughs> They're hours. It's like therapy. So I have to make sure that I have the time to talk to her. So anyways, I called. We all are a bit dramatic, okay? We, we right. are dramatic people. So I, I call. Hello. I'm like, hi, oh, mom. God. Hi, daughter. I'm like, I didn't ask.
1: I didn't ask. I'm sure it was a migraine. Something, but I did not ask. I'm sure she offered, though. No, she really? did not. No.
0: I said, what are you doing? She goes, oh, you know, I'm just kind of hanging around, not doing anything. And I said, oh, okay. So she's like, I really thought I would hear from you on your birthday. And I was like, excuse me? Why? And I said, oh, I go, you know, I did think about it, but I decided to wait because our mom doesn't celebrate birthdays. And Mm -hmm. the last couple of times I've done anything remotely, even close to any kind of holiday or birthday, she gets really mad. Like I'm not being respectful of her beliefs. So I didn't call and why, said, why
1: would we call her on our birthday? Honor thy mother, Paula. <laughs> like I don't know what to tell you. Like, you act like we wouldn't know. You don't know. No, I, I. but I don't understand what the significance would be. She did all the work that day. I just existed. I just showed up. But I'm just saying, for someone who doesn't celebrate birthdays, what would be the significance of calling her on our birthday?
0: What's weird is that she used to not be like this. She used to call. She used to call us to sing the One Day Older song. You're a day older, or however it goes. Yes. And so I don't know when that stopped. I don't know why she changed her mind. But whatever. It's fine. I still think about it on my birthday. I do think about when she used to call. And it's just basically a happy birthday. Anyway, uh, I said, yeah, it goes not weird. It's almost to the day we met for the first time. And she thought that was really sweet. And so she goes, well, how are you feeling about it? (laughs) And I said, uh, per the use, I go through a little bit of a funk. I'm not exactly thrilled with the aging. And I said, you know what? It's not the number because there are a lot of people older than me on this planet and they're doing just fine. That's not even it. I don't like the physical changes that come with getting older. That's the thing I hate. The most is, Mm. and you would,
1: I think you would attest to this as well. Your ass is saggy now, suddenly. Oh my God, since I turned 40, it seems like everything's sagging. Like my face, the skin is like loose. I don't even, it's like loose and it's not wrinkled necessarily, but Mm -mm. there's no snap to it. It's just, (laughs) it's just pinchy. It's like your kids could go, hey, it's like silly putty, it's like very soft. I'm going to have to make some changes in I mean, there's nothing I can do about it. I don't think I don't think there's any creams or anything that can be done at this point. No elixirs. You're going to have to go get some injections. I'm really thinking about that facelift. Like, you
0: know, I, I have thought about the mini facelift, too. I'm not ready to do that yet, but I, I'm not taking it off the table at all as long as I get the neck done, too, I don't want to be one of these women that has a super top face and my neck looks like a turkey. Like Nancy Pelosi? Yes. I want it to, I want it to be clear that, I'm, that I've am that i thought it out. And so we're talking about that. I go, oh, you know, just the age thing. I go, things, I mean, nothing has significantly changed because I work out a lot. I eat right. You know, I, I drink a lot of water. So I don't see anything ma- major happening. But I definitely think
1: I look tired more than I don't. And I don't like that. So here's the, the thing is, is like, I feel like the same thing. Like when I put on eyeshadow, mm-hmm. I don't think you can see my lids. And, and, and I don't have a lot of surface above that to work with. And so I, I can't do like these fantastic like eyeshadow jobs because it's all, you know, it's all been removed by my my sagging eyebrows. <laughs> well, here's what's funny. Our mother had an eyelid lift. But yeah, but hers got to the point where she couldn't like use her peripheral anymore because her skin was hanging. That is why
0: you get it done, and and additionally, it makes you look more awake. I don't want to wait. Daryl's I- dad had that done not even a month ago, and he he it was still kind of swollen. So we don't. I don't really know what the result will be, but the eyelid lift is twofold it's kind of like the nose job our mom got she had a, devi- a legit
1: deviated septum but she got a nose job she took a little off the end you know made it a little bit of a cute nose and they don't do that anymore you have you do to, not you <laughs> have to pay an extra three thousand dollars to get it done and you would know because because i asked the last time i it. went because they said i did have a deviated septum i could get it corrected and then i asked about the nose job and they said Everything's already paid for. The only thing you would have to pay for is the labor, basically, which is $3,000, which isn't that much. Yeah, Yeah, I guess I could, but. I mean, if you want to. Anyway, so we talked about that, and I said, yeah, really, it's just, you know, it's the
0: physical, the physical part is starting to like bother me. I'm obsessed with perimenopause, even though I'm nowhere near menopausal. I'm obsessed with being concerned about things that are supposed to be happening to me now that I'm getting into this age area where things are supposed to be happening. And I said, but, you know, I mean, I get a little depressed, but then, you know, within a week or so I'll be over it and I'll just move on with my life. And she's like, yeah, I understand. She goes, you know, when I turned, when I turned late forties, early fifties, she goes, all those ages, I didn't even think about it. Didn't even bother me. Sixty? I took pause. <laughs> and I said you did, and she goes, "Yeah, because I went, damn, it's it's getting up there." And she goes, and then I turned seventy in in January, and she said, "Boy, it's really almost over, isn't it?" Oh <laughs> and I my said, god! I said, "Really?" And she goes, "Yeah, it really is." I go, "Mom, I go, you're but you're a healthy, vibrant seventy. You're not like you don't have any major diseases." You don't have any kind of situations where you're using an apparatus to walk around. You know, you haven't had any significant surgeries. You're very fortunate and you're very healthy. So get out there. You know, you're fine. I mean, yes, 70 is older, but it's not
1: a death sentence. But I mean, I wonder if she reflected and. I wonder if she feels like she's wasted her life. She didn't go that deep. She was talking mostly
0: about the birthday, the day where you go, shit, I'm 70 now. You know, that's crazy. You kind of just life goes and then you just realize you're like, holy crap, I'm almost dead. Mm -hmm.
1: But you only get one life and it goes fast. It does go fast. So live your dreams, peeps. (laughs) Pay your rent, but live the dream. Don't waste your life. Do the things you want to do. And that's what I was trying to tell Ryan the other day about playing a sport in school. I'm like, you can't wait until you've perfected a sport to try out. I said, if you do that, I'm like, if you do that, then you'll never try out, Ryan. Right. And I said, try out. And I said, they spend most of their time practicing. And then you play the, then you play games. But I said, for the most part, you're practicing. And I said, and your coach will tell you what you excel at and they'll put you where they think you're going to do good. Right. So take that in life. You know, no one's good at anything until you continue to try. It
0: is what it is. Anyway, so it was an interesting discussion and we talked about, you know, she'll be here for graduation. She asked how you were doing, of course, and I told her you were doing really good. She goes, I'm really enjoying her sense of humor lately. (laughs) Mine? Yes. Yes. She's like, and I'm really loving all these, how she's having so much fun with the kids and everything. And so she's super excited to see you at uh, the graduation party this coming month. Oh, good. Yeah, it'll be really fun. Hopefully the other Uggs will come. Invites go out today. So we shall see. But yeah, it was nice to talk to her about stuff and getting older and all of that. And she goes, what about Daryl? And I said, oh, yeah, because he's going to be the big five o this year. Oh, that's right. I know, and I said, "Yeah, he's doing all right." I go, you know, he he is affected a little bit more because it's a it's a big it's a big one. You know, this is this is a, one of those ones where you start to reflect a bit on your age and what you've done and what's to come. And that's kind of when the midlife crisis might hit. Well, that would explain the truck. Paula, I asked him last night. I go, I think you're having a midlife, midlife crisis. Do you think you might be? He's like, why? And I go, you know. And he goes, you mean the truck? And I go, yeah. This thing has taken over our life. Like, it's everything. And I
1: said. What, why? What else is going on about the stupid truck? OK, so the waitress situation that happened a couple weeks ago, right? Oh, my God. I, I, I don't even know how you kept her cool with that one. OK,
0: so there's that. And then on uh, this last weekend, he went to the liquor store to get ice. And this this couple came out and it doesn't matter what they look like or how attractive or unattractive he thought they were. The woman goes, wow, that's a really nice truck. Are you married? Do you want a side piece? Are you fucking kidding me? No. And he told me when he walked in the door and he's laughing about it. And I'm like, why is this funny to you? This is bullshit. All right. For real. I go, this, that bitch, that waitress saw us get out of that car and saw us walk in
1: because there was, like, two other people in the restaurant. I go, and now this. Okay, You know what it is? And I apologize, Daryl, because I know you're going to edit this. But (laughs) it's not the truck, necessarily. I think the truck is just a symptom. Mm -hmm. I think he's flipped a switch internally, probably unknowingly, Mm -hmm. that he is putting himself out there. That's what Um, I said. It's like a pheromone or a hormone or whatever. And he's exuding that, like letting people know or somehow letting people know that he's available.
0: I don't think it's about availability. I think it's about attractability, like confidence, swagger. You know what I mean? I think it's that. Remember, you and I talked about this about a month ago about the testosterone. Remember when he and I kind of went rounds on something and you're like, what is this? I think this is what it is. I think it is a slight midlife crisis. I don't think he's full blown. He hasn't colored his hair or lost a bunch of weight and started working out or anything like that. But I think there's this renewed desire to feel youthful. Mm hmm. Or something. I I can't really put my finger on it. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but if you fuck some whore, it's over.
1: Oh, well, obviously he's not going to do that. No, but
0: I I don't like this because I'm like, you know what? I don't like feeling this insecure all the fucking time in my own house. Like, I don't like this, but I know that this is something he, he just has to go through. I think all people go through it. I don't think it's just a guy thing. I think all people go through this when they hit a certain age and they're like, I want to feel sexy and I want to feel attractive and I don't even know what the word is. It's not just physical. It's everything confident. And mm-hmm. well, you, know
1: you what want I mean? to feel desirable, I guess. And, yes. you know, I think that happens periodically throughout a relationship because, I mean, I think there's highs and lows in relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think that girls do it, too. I mean, I oh, think yeah. that there's times where they know how to turn it on. They start looking people in the eyes or oh, they God, start wearing clothes that are a little bit more tight or maybe revealing once they go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And you just, you know how to turn your game back on, I guess. And so and you just do it for the purposes of just being recognized. Yeah. Because you need to feel attractive again. Not that you don't think your spouse doesn't think it, but maybe they've just not been forthcoming about re- reminding you or telling you because things have been busy or you've been fighting a lot. I can't fuck any more than I already do. mean it, it, It's just... <laughs> It's
0: enough. There's nothing lacking. At least it doesn't feel like there's anything lacking. But it, let me tell you, it certainly makes me question. I don't think it's you. No, it's not me. It has nothing to do with me. This is all internal for him. It's not me. But when I asked him, I'm like, are you having a midlife crisis? He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you know what I'm talking about? He's like, I don't think so. And I'm like, all right, this whole, it, I don't know. I'm not sure. It's like, I can't. I can't. So I'm just going to let him write. I just got, I'm going to write it out. I got to ride it out, right? It's nothing just, you can control. No. There's nothing I can do. He's got to, I mean, I, I don't, I don't worship Ben. I'm not going to do that. He knows where I stand. He knows I think he's attractive. I don't know what more I can do. He can't sow his royal oats. That's over. So I think this is just something we have to go through. And maybe this is, you know. Maybe if he here. comes home with darker hair, if
1: he gets rid of the gray, I'm going to be like, get out. <laughs> get out just you know let it ride I mean who knows maybe one day you'll need his same understanding if you start going through a thing and (laughs) I I don't ever feel like I'll ever go through a thing you don't know I don't I don't maybe it's maybe it's a hormone imbalance you know at a certain age
0: (laughs) I think it's a I think it's a fear of death honestly I think we fear aging and being old and whatever because like on one you know on one end he's you know walking around with a little extra swagger which here's the thing about all of this no one deserves it more than he does like he works so hard and he mm. he's a, he's a great dad he's a good father he's a great lover all of those things are wonderful the guy deserves a little
1: props, right but i can't
0: have bitches banging down my door like that it's, can't happen
1: it's been twice jamie that's enough how much do, how much how much am i supposed to allow before i lose it i'm just curious i've been in a 14 year long relationship with an army service member who wears a uniform basically 24 7 i don't even want to count how many times victor gets picked up on in front of you in in a day (laughs) yes that's unacceptable no not even not even in front of me i can't even well i mean we would be at a store, I'd go down an aisle, like a separate aisle, and mm-hmm. then I'd go back around and there'd be girl, like, you know, a girl, oh, just, no. you know, hanging around or something. And I'm just like, what? You know, like, seriously, <laughs> it's just, if, or, yeah. you know, like, he'll be checked out while he's driving or, oh, yeah. you know,
0: just mm-hmm. it's all the time. And then of course, because it's all about me, you know, I start reflecting and I'm like, do I need to start? Like, what do I need to do? Do I have to like, I don't even know. But but you're right. You're 100 percent correct. This has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with our happiness level. Nothing It has. it This is all this is his journey and he has to do it. And he's not doing anything wrong, by the way.
1: And I honestly I don't even think it's him on purpose. No, I think it's not just something that's happening to him. I just don't like women. I'm like,
0: not that it hasn't happened. It's happened. I mean, it's not like no one has ever found him unattractive, you
1: know, like he's been unattractive his whole life. But there's always been a certain comfort level of, you know, he's just not typically one of those guys that gets picked up on frequently.
0: Well, actually, you know, he works with a lot of women and they're not uggos, No, you know, and I mean, I'm going to assume that he's always been a perfect gentleman with everything and everyone and that when I'm not around, mm-hmm. but... Women know women. I can I can tell you the handful of women I know find him attractive. That he works. That he has in the past worked with. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. But there's something else afoot, and it's not the women. And so I think you're right. I think he's maybe subconsciously feeling extra confidence or something. You know, confident men are sexy. Sure. And so I think you know it, it's a it's an extra swagger. But I just, I can't hate him for it because I'm not insecure about it and I'm happy for him. But this truck has been like this big page turn for some reason. It's interesting.
1: I think what he exuded before was very different than what he's exuding right now. A lot of exuding going on. <laughs> exuding. A, <laughs> a lot of so exuding. I think that it just makes you uncomfortable. But I, I don't think you have anything to worry about. I don't I think either. It's just I, and I think it's just something that's happening to him unconsciously. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if this is the crux of a midlife crisis, I'm good. You know? I mean, who knows? And like I said, you know, you may go through a similar thing when you start menopause or something like oh my. that. God. I'm just saying, you know, you Uh, might go freaking batshit crazy. Might get extensions and fillers and start wearing mini skirts. You know, buy a a Corvette that costs a hundred thousand dollars and you know.
0: Or I know what you're saying. Start
1: talking to younger men when you guys go out. You know, I the can't waiters. even imagine it. Although, you know, what's really funny is one time.
0: I think I, told I mean, you, this. you do
1: have options. I mean, I do have options. About? The
0: Muppet, you know, it was funny is this happened. This happened quite a few months ago. We were up in Reno visiting his dad and we all went to this new restaurant. Did I tell you about this? What? So the owner is a younger guy. He's probably in his 40s. He and his wife opened this new restaurant. It's doing really well. Mm-hmm. And it was we were there. They had been open like less than a week. And because Reno is pretty small and all the business owners kind of know each other, Daryl's dad and, and his wife, they, they know these owners very well. And they were excited about the process of it finally opening and all this stuff. So the owner came over and we were all sitting around having some food and cocktails and introduced himself to all of us. Now, I don't flirt. I never have. I'm mm-hmm. bad at it, you know, we've discussed my version of flirting is extended eye contact and a sly smile across the room, that's it. I don't mm-hmm. do the whole anything else with the flirting. So Daryl's sitting across from me and the owner comes up and he's talking to Gary about whatever, Daryl's dad. And so I am very interested in what the process of this whole thing was. So we start talking and I said, oh, that's really interesting, da 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 It's like, well, I really like that, blah-blah-blah. So he goes, okay, well, good night, everybody." He walks out and Daryl's dad pulls me aside and he goes, He's married. And I'm like, Excuse me? I know. He goes, He has a wife. He opened this business with his wife. And I said, All
1: right. And I'm looking like, Why are you telling me this? I was not flirting at all. I get accused of flirting constantly. (laughs) For the whole time Victor and I have been together, if I'm simply just chatting with someone, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I'm, I'm very friendly and you know, I talk to people in a very friendly tone right. and Victor would get all sorts of pissed off. Cause he'd be like, God, you want to flirt with that guy anymore? Obviously. And I'm like, like what? what? I, know. I was having a conversation with him. <laughs> I know. I'm like, that's how people communicate Victor. And he's just like, yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> Daryl says
0: it's because I'm charming. And I said, I don't know I don't, what it is. I go, look, I've been called a lot of things. Charming, charming. has never You're been one, one of, of them. But right. all right. But I apparently it, it, it appears charming. And I said, All right, fine, whatever. I don't I, I will make I will make a note. I not thought to, it was friendly, but Not to ask anyone about anything if they have a penis. Okay?
1: I'll no, keep we'll it simple. Sit there silently or be a total bitch. Yeah. Well, they would probably find that attractive. That's apparently all we could be: (laughs) be quiet
0: or be an asshole. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. So anyway, I hope it's just. I'm sure. You know what? And then I'm starting to like. I'm like, okay, so this is my insecurity. Hello, this is the giant wart of insecurity on my face. Because now I feel like a old hag, and and he. (laughs) And here's the other thing, Paula. Men age so well, like unless they are completely abusive with their bodies. Men
1: look great as they get older, and women look terrible. Why is that? I, it's so frustrating. You know, well, I mean, yes, for the most part, I would say men do look better with age. That is true. For example, my hairstylist. He's hes over 50. He looks fantastic. I've seen photos of him when he's younger. He looks better now. I'm so attracted to your hairstylist. It's not even <sighs> funny. Join the club. I, I want to friend him so bad, but he, <laughs> he doesn't even know who I am. He'd be like, I don't know who this is. Oh, but he would recognize the campos, but (sighs) yeah, he's he's a pleasure to be friends.
0: I he's amazing. He's amazing. I I enjoy him so much. I find all kinds of people attractive. It doesn't mean I want to have sex with them. Like there are some women that I know that I find completely attractive, but I don't want to have sex with them. I just find their persona or their, their it sounds hippy dippy, but I like find their soul so attractive.
1: I just want to know them. You know, See, what I if mean? I find some like a woman uh, like likable or attractive, I usually don't like them at all <laughs> because why it makes me angry. I don't oh, know. <laughs> that's weird. Because I feel so unattractive then.
0: Oh, uh, no. You know, I just I when I'm really attracted to a person, it doesn't matter if they're a man or a woman. So like my hairstylist would never, ever in a million want to kiss me. But I, I find him so incredibly attractive just as a human being. I don't know, does
1: that put me on a different, like, level of sexuality or something when you, when that happens? Did I ever tell you about the experience I had with a gay man? No. Okay. So, I used to party pretty hard, like, in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. This was about the time when Lauren and I split up right, for a right. little while. And so... I used to go to like faces with a big group of people like every single weekend. Okay, We were all like, you know, 22 or something like that. Everyone's a giant hormone. You know, we didn't really I mean, we were all worked full time and everything like that. But I mean, we just you know, we weren't thinking. And so we used to go all this time. And for whatever reason, there was this particular boy He and I were good friends and we were at the club one time. I was sitting in this chair and he was standing next to me. And the other group of people had run off and I was sitting in the chair because I was feeling a little woozy because I had, you know, a little too much to drink at that time. Sure. He said something. I'm like, what? And I kind of like looked up at him and then he looked down at me and we were just kind of like staring at each other and he had really nice eyes. And I think I told him that I'm like, you have really nice eyes. And then he just looked at me and then he leant down and he kissed me. Oh, and he was gay. Yeah. I was like, wow. He's like, I've been wanting to do that for so long. <gasps> really? And I'm just like, I'm like, what? I'm That's like, but weird. you're gay. And he says, yes. He says, but every now and then I get really attracted to certain girls. Mm. And so him and I had like a little thing for like two weeks, but... We never had sex, but wow. he, well, just, he just, he just couldn't, attractive. he couldn't just get enough of me though. He constantly wanted to hug me and kiss me and yeah. all that stuff. And so I thought it was a little strange right. and his one friend kept trying to separate us cause he's just like, you can't <laughs> be with him. He's gay. <laughs> and I'm just like, then why is he all over me? And he's like, he's confused, but he's well, gay. Well, And ultimately, yes, he was gay. I just think
0: that there's nothing wrong with fluidity when it comes to stuff like that. If you if you find someone attractive, you find them attractive. And sometimes it doesn't matter if they're male or female. Mm -hmm. I'm only interested in having sex with men. I'm not interested in at all in the female thing. But but I absolutely have no problem saying I find that woman incredibly attractive. I love being around her. I don't want to kiss her or anything like that, but I just I just really enjoy her existence. I right. don't know I don't think that's sex. I think that's just people. Yes, I completely agree. So, speaking of nothing, the dress barn is closing. I read that like every single store. Yes, they're closing all. I think there's 5 4 or 500 stores nationwide and they're all closing. I don't know when exactly. I have a love-hate relationship with the dress barn. (laughs) I'm (laughs) not a fan, but back in the day before online shopping was a thing, Mm -hmm. when you had a wedding or a funeral to go to or a job interview, (laughs) you would go to the dress barn.
1: See, I always viewed the dress barn as like a last resort. Like it after is. you had, after you had exhausted like every <laughs> single store and you could not find a stitch, a, a thing, you're just like, well, I, I guess, guess we will go check to the dress barn. The dress. I guess we could try the dress barn. Yep. And you'd go there and you'd find some frock and pay $40 for it because they were always overpriced. But you would find something. And I don't know I don't know if it was the desperation or they actually had something. I'm not sure. Maybe it was a combination of both. The dress barn is like the garanimals
0: for adult women. And <laughs> you can walk in. Everything is color code. Everything is color arranged. I think it's been about 10 years since I've been to a dress barn. But I did go into one once. Not that, not forever ago, but long enough that I'm sure it's different again. They have formal wear now, which is new. At least mm. I thought it was new. No prom dresses, mostly mother of the bride dresses.
1: Yeah, they're they're still like mature focused. <laughs> yes, but that so. was fine because you know mom always had me dressing like I was you know seventy. So. Well,
0: <laughs> the story I was or, going a, to or a
1: flight attendant going
0: to relay is that when our sister Stephanie, when her daughter was getting married, and it was somewhat rushed. It was a quick, quick engagement to wedding. And Stephanie needed to use all of her money to get to the wedding because she's the Mm -hmm. mother of the bride. She did not have the time or the ability to purchase a official mother of the bride dress. So mom, Mm -hmm. who decided to go with her to help because, you know, wedding, went to the dress barn and bought our sister a frock to wear at the at the wedding.
1: Did she wear it?
0: She had no choice. I don't remember it looking horrific. It though. wasn't horrific, but it wasn't her style. Stephanie would never wear a dress like that. No. Never. And it looked, I said, well, you know, I, I don't know. She was like, I'll never wear it again. I'm like, well, no. Of course not. But that's the dress barn. And I saw a tweet today and it said, the dress barn where all the employees only want to tell the mom and the teenage daughters in the dressing rooms to shut the fuck up.
1: Oh, God. Because
0: there's so much arguing. I would go there when I had an interview and I didn't want to wear a suit, and so I would try to find a modest dress to wear. So I would go to the dress barn, and I never found anything there. I never found anything there ever. Everything's floral. I don't. I don't know. I. I just never. Yeah. Can't there just be a solid sheath that I can find anything? Anything. Anyway, okay. Moving on. We are attempting to do an UGG outing. I know. John B. is coming to Napa at the end of June. If you don't know who he is, look him up. Oh, everybody knows who John B. is. I don't think they do, Jamie. Hey,
1: pretty girl, can I, can be, I be with you? Gina? man Gina. Oh, baby. oh, baby.
0: He is a babyface
1: protege back in the <sighs> 80s and 90s, mostly 90s. Uh, yeah, I would say like late 90s. Early two thousands,
0: Babyface was doing really well in the nineties with Soul, uh, John B, and apparently he was. A, a Pebbles was also a protege of Babyface. Hmm. I don't like Pebbles at all, actually, but uh, I love John B. So we're gonna, hopefully, we're gonna go see him in Napa. The three of us are gonna go. You want to sit front and center. I don't know if I can do that. But why couldn't you do that? I don't know. I don't know. But I know
1: you're going to be what? all like, hi, John B. I'll probably <laughs> be licking his shoes. You'll be
0: like, ah. I can
1: just see it <laughs> I now. I won't be able to help myself. Oh, my God. You're so
0: funny. And so Stephanie will be all, all woo, Paula. Go, Paula. It's your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be really fun. I. I but yeah, we're definitely going to do it.
1: Yeah. He had his one big hit, which... That whole album was amazing. The whole, well, if you read the comments on the one pretty girl song, I mean, everyone's just like, that album kicked ass. I'm like, the whole album was just amazing. I, I can't even imagine how much sex I had to that album. I probably couldn't even count. <sighs> Jamie, my first wedding song or bride and groom dance was to um, someone. To yes. Love. I forgot about someone it for a second to hold,
0: I love which that is song. actually
1: the only song I don't listen to oh, when I listen so to the whole album. My life. You know, that's not even my favorite. Hold on. Let me take my pants off. (laughs) No, you're in Stephanie's song that you said was your favorite was Love Don't Do. (gasps) Oh, my God. I love that song. Waiting for you. That's such a good song. Yes. Mine is. uh, Pretty Girl. After the party's over. Oh, yeah. If something yes, yes. Around you sit so softly on a stranger's bed. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> John B., okay. I bet there's a lot of babies named John. <laughs> After that know. album.
1: But he went on, I think, to have two more albums. So we're going to have to try and learn those because I'm sure he's going to sing other songs besides.
0: I have two of his three. OK. The, the one that we all love. And then there was one that, right after that that had, I mean, it had a couple of hits that I enjoyed. But, you know, for the most part, he was starting to, you know, be himself. And when that happens, you know, we saw what happened to Katy Perry. When
1: it's, they get creative. Yeah.
0: It's like, you know, <laughs> I get to be my true creative self on this album. And it's like, all right, well, it's OK. So yeah. that that tends to happen. And, you know, it's going to be one of those things where he'll play, like, the four hits that we love. And then it will be like, so this song I just finished singing in the studio. And so we're going to be like, all right, yay. And it's going to be yay, some weird soft rap or something. I don't know. <laughs> but we'll enjoy it. We'll I'm have just fun. afraid
1: he didn't get old and ugly or something like that.
0: I Googled John B. 2019, and he looks pretty much the same. Just a okay, little good. older. He's a cutie pie, no doubt. It's going to be really fun. I hope his voice stuck. There was a, there was a song that Daryl really liked from the '80s, and he said, "Hey, look up this song and play the song." And I go, "Oh, there's a live version from like last year." He goes, "Oh, cool, play it." And it was awful. <laughs> and he goes, "Wow, he did not age well, did he?" I go, "He did not, I know, right? He did not." So we'll That's just terrible when
1: that happens.
0: You know, it's just like we'll enjoy Paula Abdul when she was at her heights we're not going to see her in Vegas but
1: uh, I don't even think she can hold a microphone I don't think she can bend her arms <laughs> I don't know man she's a, she's got a lot of always going on. kind of straight and shaky What was your first concert How old were you when we went to Debbie Gibson Actually I started going to concerts really early but back then it was different because I mean you knew who the clean bubblegum you know yeah. pop was I mean, yeah. Debbie Gibson, she was like sixteen herself, and my first concert, I was fourteen. I went and saw Billy Idol. That's surprising, actually. Mom let me go. She was drinking, That's shocking. And she was
0: drinking cocktails with her friend and her daughter, who was uh, sixteen, had an extra ticket, and she's like, "You want to go?" And I said, "Mom, can I go?" And she's like, "Yeah, go." And I'm like, "All right, bye." And so we literally went to Cal Expo and saw Billy Idol. It was amazing.
1: That's crazy. It was
0: so fun. It was the best night of my life until later. But I mean, initially I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. It was super great.
1: I think I got to see New Kids on the Block when I was in fifth grade. Oh, yeah, that's different. But I mean, that was a really fun concert. I actually I kind of wanted to see him again. Your first concert with no parents or anything. How old were you? That was when Debbie Gibson. That's when you took. Yeah, but I took you. I guess
0: that kind of counts.
1: You, you mean were... like when I was by myself? Yeah, with friends or whatever. I think I went with my friend and I think we saw Dave Matthews band. Oh my god. It was kind of stupid. No, you know what? You either love them or you don't. I am not a I fan. I mean it was fun and you know there was boys and things like that, but sure, sure. I was dressed like super conservative. I looked like an idiot and
0: <laughs> just you looked you look like the girl in the uh, John Hughes movies where you you need to learn to loosen up. And you haven't yet. So they're taking you out. They're like, come on, you need to loosen up.
1: I'm fine. Thank you. And you're clutching your pearls. Well, I mean, I just graduated from high school. Mom and Paul were being like horrific to me because I had just gotten in like big trouble. And I was surprised I was even allowed to go to the concert. And it was just like the worst time of my life. And <laughs> I just I wanted to die. And so growing up in a footloose house is no fun. N- no, no.
0: All right, well, let's go to our ugly and awkward moments of the week.
1: So we do dessert in our house. I don't know if you guys do dessert in your house, but it's the only way we can bribe the children to actually eat all their food. I see. At least Olivia. Sure. You know, she's so ridiculous. She has to show us her plate. And then we have to, like, decide if she can have dessert or not. So sometimes she'll show us a whole plate where she hasn't eaten anything. And we're like, Olivia, you haven't touched your food. (laughs) And she's just moved it around. Sure, sure. So anyways, I was sitting on the couch. And I don't usually eat dessert because, you know, I don't want to get fat. So I had a headache, but I felt like having dessert. So I'm, like, rubbing my forehead and... And Victor's like, what kind of ice cream do you want? And I'm like, oh Mike, I'll just have that cherry moose knuckle thing. And what? <laughs> and Victor's like, what? <laughs> and Ryan started busting up laughing. I'm like, what? And then I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, not moose knuckles. i meant at moose tracks. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I don't know why I said that, but I mean, it was just, it just came to my mind. You do not want Moose Knuckle. No, I don't. I know what that is, but <laughs> I was surprised Ryan knew what it was, to be perfectly honest. That's funny. And oh, so, well,
0: like I said, you, your child is not as naive as you think.
1: No, he isn't. He brought home his sex ed book yesterday and I thumbed yeah. through it and then... We were going through all the diseases and we showed him pictures of every single disease.
0: Why did you do that?
1: To scare him.
0: That doesn't work. You You should have seen him. He's like, oh my God, I don't ever want that to happen to me.
1: I'm like, well, you know what to do then.
0: All right. Well, Moose Knuckle, mine is we are having a lovely little open house for graduation after Malia's actual graduation ceremony, in the a- afternoon to the evening, we're having what we're calling an open house reception, which means mm-hmm. if you get an invitation, show up anytime between this time and this time, come in, say hello, have some food, have some wine, whatever, and then you're free to leave whenever you want. There is no set anything. Okay, And I like it like that because if people have to work, or they're tired, or they want to stay and chat, there's no rush, anything. And so I just really like this open-ended concept. So we have the graduation announcements that we got through the photographer. And then we had some open house invitations printed up for those that were inviting to come over later in the day. And so I i mean, well, you know me, it took me hours to find the perfect invitation And then I went through. Did you create it yourself? No, I bought a template that I really liked. Okay, And then I, then you, but it's fully customizable. So I bought one that I, after hours of finding one that I actually liked, I bought one. And then I meticulously customized every single word down to the last detail. And then I had them printed at a print place. And two things. One, they're too big. I did not specify how big they needed to be. Two, I got the date wrong. (laughs) Oh, my God. So it's supposed to be Thursday, June 6th, and it says Friday, June 6th. Now, most people would go, oh, she meant Thursday, but not when you're talking about a graduation. I could which one right. Which one is right? The Friday or the th- or the th- or the date? Like which one is it? And I don't want people showing up at my house at Friday at three o'clock in the afternoon and going, "Hey, I thought it was today,"
1: you know? Right. I had them all stuffed, ready to go in the mail. <gasps> and oh no! When did? At what point did you realize they were wrong? I hadn't
0: sealed them yet, and I said, "Let me just take one quick look at everything one more time, just to make sure I'm totally good." I turned. You so didn't I, look at them when you picked them up. No. And nor did I look at it when I approved it, when I finished having it sent to the printer. So I pulled it out and I looked at it and went, oh, my God, they're wrong. And I said, well, you know what? This isn't a wedding invitation. It's not that big of a deal. There's not even a guarantee anybody's coming other than family that I know you guys will stop by. But there are other people who aren't family that are invited. And I said, so I had, Daryl's like, well, I guess we'll have to get them redone. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. No, we're, we're running out of time. I don't have time to do that. So I got a pen and I went through every single one and crossed out Friday and put Thursday on every single one of these (laughs) fucking fancy-ass invitations that I spent, not a lot of money, but not the point, a lot of time creating. And I went, you know what? This is exactly what happens. I think I'm normal, and I think I can do everything. And then an awkward moment comes and rears its hideous head to remind me that I am not. Just a reminder, Jamie, you are awkward. I was I so mad. I cannot believe
1: you went through and drew a line through that and wrote Thursday on all of them. I
0: had to. I had to. They had to get in the mail. <laughs> I had no How choice. How long
1: did it take to print them? Well, I had a printer do it. I didn't do it. I know. How long did the printer take? A day. <laughs> I couldn't. I
0: wasn't going to go through that hill. I wasn't going to do it. I said, nope. This is what I get. This is what I get.
1: You're so, ridiculous.
0: Well, I mean, yes. But you know what? I just laughed. I, I started laughing at myself going, you know, it's so funny. I get really, pers- you know, I get snooty and, you know, I'm like, no, this is going to be perfect. Everything's going to get just the way it's supposed to. And then I look and I'm like, oh, fuck. I forgot who I was. Just kidding, everyone. It's Thursday. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I couldn't oh believe God. it. Now, if it had been anything like a wedding or a surprise party or something like that, I definitely would have had them redone. But this is just an invitation to come and have food and a and a glass of wine. I am not going overboard. You know, we're this isn't like she's graduating from NYU or something. It's just a All simple right. invitation for a high school graduation, so
1: Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. That's funny. That <laughs> oh. I just, I you know what, it's so unlike you though, to not be so meticulous or you know, like not check it before you Maybe you were just in a rush or something because, I mean, yeah. you you would think you would check it like, God, before you it. did the checkout and then you would check it at the printer. I know. And then even though there probably there would be nothing that you could do at the printer nope. other than if you want to print them again. I'd have to re, but... I'd have to
0: re- redo it and resend the order. But I just but that would be if I had noticed it when I did it a week ago. But mm-hmm. Anyway, that's, you know, that's so now everybody will know. They're like, oh, look at this. How funny. And that's it. So that's funny. Life will always keep me humble. (sighs) Jeez Louise. Anyway.
1: All right. Well, I think that's a wrap for today. Uh, Hopefully you are enjoying your long weekend and you're going to do something fun. on Well, commemorative on Memorial Day. Yeah. You know, like (laughs) change hamburgers, change your hamburgers and (laughs) hot dogs or something. Yeah, not fun. Honor your veterans. There is something about
0: going to the veterans cemetery. Mm -hmm. I I don't know if that's what it's called, but uh, Dixon is the one closest to us. There is also we have the Wall of Honor, which is at another cemetery nearby our home. But oh yeah, uh, Mount Vernon, Mount Vernon. But the uh, the VA cemetery is very profound it's a very profound feeling to be there especially on memorial day and veterans day it's very uh memorial day specifically not veterans day so much but Mm -hmm. it's just a really serene time and it's a really great way to reflect upon what really how many men and women have served this country Mm -hmm. and it's it's pretty and it's pretty impressive and it just, it's humbling talking about being humble. It's humbling. I mean, if anybody, you
1: should, everybody should stop by and see that. It's pretty interesting. It's definitely a good te- teachable moment yes. for children, I yes. think. I agree. So uh, with that said, everyone have a good, safe weekend and we'll talk to you on Wednesday. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.